Today on the show, we recap a wild weekend in baseball, analyze where some futures markets are moving, and Jason has a long shot he likes for most home runs. It's a great show. Let's get to it. It's time to go deep left. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Hello, everyone, and welcome on Into Deep Left, an unabated baseball podcast. I'm Thomas Viola, and joining me, as always, professional sports better Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia. Jason, how was your weekend? It was fun. You know, uh, you always start with baseball and MLB this time of year, but um, one of the fun things about gambling is there's there's always so much going on, and there's different things, and you know, different, different opportunities just on a seemingly, you know, rotating basis every week. And uh, this weekend I was betting the, the XFL championship game on uh, Saturday. That was a lot of fun. Um, I ended up betting some uh, minor league games, minor league baseball games on Saturday. <clears throat> I uh, round Robin and round Robin uh, six games. I won five of them. I almost, I should have won. I should have gone six for six. Uh, Louisville, Louisville, the uh, the Reds AAA affiliate, they were up like nine to two. And you just, if you've never experienced like like AAA betting or, or Mexican baseball betting, you just, you really don't know the joys of losing like an eight run lead after <laughs> the seventh inning. No lead is safe. Yeah, you know, it was like nine to two or something last time I checked. And then they put up like four in the seventh and four in the ninth. And, you know, it's just an unfortunate way to lose. What would have been a really, really big win. Um, fortunately, when you're in a situation with the round robin where you're down to like the last game, you know, and there's live betting, you can get off, especially, you know, if the yeah. team is coming back from a, a huge deficit. So, you know, you, you never get off as much as in, in hindsight you wish you could have, but um, it, it, it just, you know, you're that close to, to you feel like you're hitting it out of the park. And even if it falls for a double, you, you should, you want that home run, you know? Yep. Um, but so that was fun. I was betting USFL yesterday. There was an upset uh, Memphis, I think beat Birmingham. So I got some big dogs this weekend at some different sports. Baseball was fine. Um, the Los Angeles extremes, 22, 22 year reign as the XFL championship has now come to an end. <laughs> sadly, um, the, the Padres got swept by the Dodgers this weekend. You know, I, I mentioned my, my dislike of the Padres, um, on a recent episode and look at them now since, <laughs> since they went and, and did that, that thing where they were, they put Kershaw up on their, their board. They haven't beat the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers beat them five straight times since then so it's kind of the reminder that, that the Padres always celebrate their their small victories and it's because they've never won anything they don't know how to how to act like a winner um so they just keep doing that shit over and over um more pitchers are going down it's not good I keep keep kind of mentioning that that one of the themes of this season is that there's just not enough starting pitching to go around if you see the uh, the Yankees just announced they're using an opener today. That's sort of a quiet admission on their part that they just don't have the the starting pitching right now. Um, and you see, like I said, Drew Rasmussen, um, he goes down for the Rays. They lose another starter. 
they are getting Tyler Glass now back, but you know, 30 and 10 or 30 and 11, whatever they are right now, um, losing Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen. They're doing all this with with a lot of their pitching talent on the disabled list. If any of it ever does get healthy, uh, the Rays could be even better. And I don't know, maybe maybe we need to talk about them even more than we are. I guess they're they're really for real. Although I did look at the standings. I saw they're only four games up on Baltimore Orioles right now. Um, I don't know how many people predicted that would be the yeah. AL East race this uh, this early in the season. Um, another thing I saw this weekend, just a lot of, lot of, lot of interesting stuff going on, but, uh, the White Sox, they had a team meeting on Friday and the manager, they asked the media asked the manager why. And he said, well, we're 13 and 26. Maybe that's the reason. And now they're 14 and 28. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's things not changing. Ship ships turn around slowly, but, uh, hard to say if this, this ship is turning around at all in, in Chicago right now. But yeah, the Reds, I mentioned the Reds and AAA Louisville. One of the reasons I liked uh, betting on them recently, and I've been paying attention to them, is um, in a lot of regards, some AAA teams, if you're ever paying attention, um, you know, the the, the Louisville, um, I'm forgetting what their, their name is because I don't, I don't actually pay attention to the names. I just bet it and, um, you know, I call them Louisville triple a reds whatever um i think it's the louisville bats <clears throat> but anyway um they had uh ellie ellie de la cruz christian and carnacion strand and matt mcclain in the middle of their lineup three players who are all mlb ready and like in many regards when you get a team like the Oakland A's right now that, that are like seemingly trying and, and, you know, I understand that the people in the front office are putting together the best team they can, but like, do you really want to watch Brett Rooker and Jordan Diaz and, you know, fuck fine. I can't name five other guys in that lineup, you know, S uh, Estri Ramirez, he's fine. But like, do you really want to watch those guys when you can watch Ellie De La Cruz and Christian Encarnacio Strand and you know like uh, Matt Matt McClain who just got called up uh, last night actually? So um, you know, I think just in a lot of cases, AAA sometimes gets underrated, and the fact that when there are MLB teams that aren't putting out you know MLB lineups, there are oftentimes MLB caliber players in AAA for whatever reasons, and they just haven't been called up yet. So. Um, sometimes paying attention to stuff like that, you can find interesting situations. Unfortunately, I just mentioned uh, Matt McClain. He got called up. So I lose one of those studs in Louisville, and he's now in Cincinnati where he should be. Uh, and a little bit to my surprise, he was the first of the three called up. I I would have expected in in my you know in my scouting, I thought Christian Encarnacion Strand would be the first one called up. He's uh, he's a power hitting sort of first baseman DH, and I thought I thought they were likely going to give him a bats in Cincinnati before McLean. And McLean, if if you're not familiar with him, which you probably aren't, he was a 2021 first round draft pick out of UCLA, um, so definitely has a, a pedigree and whatnot. But uh, aggr- aggressive promotion there, he has been crushing it at AAA, so a well deserved promotion. I just wasn't sure <clears throat> how the Reds were going to handle that timeline you know when you have three guys that are all mlb ready yeah 
you know, which one do you promote first? I was actually hoping they'd promote all three at once, but I guess that's a little unrealistic, but you gotta, gotta start, start somewhere. And they started with McLean. Um, you know, who comes next? I couldn't tell you. I don't think it's Ellie De La Cruz though, as much as I want to hype him up and tell you that, that he's, um, he's gonna, but like, yeah, they made it clear with the McLean pick, especially with him also playing shortstop, that that McLean is is going to get the first run. So uh, we might have to wait a couple more weeks at least to to get some Ellie De La Cruz hype. But uh, yeah, that's nice to see teams starting to call up the the good players and having less less concern about uh, Super Two and and arbitration and all that stuff. So should see some more big names get called up pretty soon. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was you that was tweeting about it. Uh, the Reds basically just have bodies on their roster that are there to hold uh, as placeholders until they're ready to call up a bunch of these AAA guys. Yeah, it's getting there too. Like, you know, nice start, but I wait yeah. for Ellie. You'd wait for Ellie. I'm waiting for Ellie. I think I'm excited for him, but we're not going to see him for a while. Yeah. It's going to be a minute, but like you said, some of these rookie of the year winners, they come up, they're called up in May, June. This is the time of the season where you can start finding some of that value. It was yeah, right. Right now is a great time right now. We're, we'll talk about that. For sure. Um, it was a great, uh, it was a great weekend for me dude. too. A uh, little rough. In, my MLS bad streak continues. I've almost completely stopped betting the league right now while I try and figure it out. But the greatest stat in sports was kept alive this weekend. What's that? Castellanos hit a home run? No, although he did. And we uh, didn't he hit a home run this weekend? We definitely had something. No, but what, what's the greatest streak in sports? A An American team has won a Grey Cup more recently than a Canadian team has won the Stanley. Oh, wow. That's hard to do. Yeah. Yep. So it hasn't and, been an American team in the CFL since like the early 90s, right? Yeah. 1995 Baltimore Stallions, Grey Cup champions versus 1993 Leafs. For the yeah. Stanley, yeah, feels good to see, especially because the Knights advanced and I had them in the series over Edmonton. All right, but getting back into baseball here, um, let's talk about some of the other teams that you saw this weekend, some of the other things that excited you here. Well, it excited me to see the Padres lose. That was that was nice. Um, I think uh, the Rays, Rays keep playing pretty well. Some uh, nice games this weekend versus the Yankees. They're eight games up on the Yankees, uh, four up on on Baltimore. Baltimore starts Grayson Rodriguez versus the Angels and Shohei Otani tonight, so <clears throat> that's a really good matchup there. Let's see what else did I like. The Rangers, Rangers are playing all right. They're uh, twenty five and fifteen early uh, early four game lead on the Astros. I'm still still fairly bullish on the Astros. It's clear that they're running into some some depth issues that everybody else has. And surprisingly, you know, now that we're 40 games into the season, approximately, you know, just at, at the 25% mark. But uh, weird that Jose Abreu hasn't worked out. I think everyone was expecting more out of that. And, you know, he's, he's on a power drought. And, you know, I think... Maybe they probably wish they had kept Yuli Gurriel, and you know, obviously, forty games not a not a, enough hindsight or anything, but yeah, I guess uh, the 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 drop off for Abreu was real. That's a concern, 
And uh, the Astros are fine, though. Team that I don't think is fine, even though they have a five-game lead on their division in the NL East, is the Atlanta Braves. Just got swept in uh, Toronto this weekend. Their bullpen is a mess. And obviously, a bullpen is something that is fairly easy to fix. You know, it's possible to fix it between now and, and the playoffs, especially with an early five-game five game lead on the division. But not looking good um, bullpen-wise. I was not impressed with what I saw this weekend. Uh, Braves played a good team and couldn't get it done. Um, that's something to kind of keep an eye on. And then in the NL Central, I watched Cardinals a bit this weekend. They looked fine versus the uh, versus the, the the Red Sox. Watched them last night. Uh, they, they they won that game pretty pretty easily. I know you were probably upset. Were you? It wasn't in Vegas last night, was it? The hockey game. Oh, uh, it was in Edmonton, but yeah, yeah they but it was to, delayed. Yeah, we on had to ESPN because they yeah. had to show the end of a. a, a e- ESPN game. was showing the end of that game, and they missed three goals that nobody could have possibly cared about. It was like a nine-one blowout that the players didn't even care about, you know. Yep. Um, but I was watching it because I was just is the end of baseball. But the uh, the Cardinals are seven and a half games back, um, two and a half back of the Reds, three and a half back of the Cubs, uh, six back of the Pirates, seven and a half back of the division. But I still think they're better than all those teams. Like, I know it's early. They're 16 and 25. It's not great. But, you know, it's I, I keep saying keep an eye on them. Like Cardinals still still good enough to come back and, and really close this gap. Um, and then the, the Padres Padres 19 and 22, you know, they went out and spent all that money to be 19 and 22, a little disappointing. They're two games better than the Rockies. That's, that's not, you know, they're, they're closer to the Rockies in the standings than they are in the, than they are to the Dodgers right now. That's, that's not what you spend $200 million on or yeah, whatever, whatever they spent. It's, it you- didn't get it done. And. You know, it's just like I said, you're closer in the standings to the Rockies than the Dodgers after you spent all that money. Who looks like a jackass now? You take no joy in reporting this. <laughs> I mean, I'm just pointing it out. I'm I'm just making observations. It's, it's beyond what to do. Now, but you, it, you, oh, you go. No, you're good. You're good. What are you going to say? I was just going to say, uh, you, you talked about how we've had so many pitchers starting to go down here, but one pitcher that went up this weekend was Yuri Perez. What did you think of his debut? Yeah, he was good. Um, threw like 4.2 innings at seven strikeouts. It did take a little bit of a nap during his start, so uh can't say I watched every pitch he threw, but the ones I did see, he looked good. You know, he's, he's immediately the... SP number one in the, the NL rookie of the year market, which, you know, at this point is kind of a open race, but he'll he'll have the innings. I think, you know, I think, I think he'll have the, the necessary innings to compete for rookie of the year. I'm still not a hundred percent that, that like he, he really is gonna, gonna be there at the end. And, you know, it's a long season. You never know, especially with pitchers, they're getting injured so often, but, you know, value was there at 100 to one. I don't think it's necessarily there at 35 to one, but, you know, got to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, it, it definitely plummeted. Like uh, even after we recorded going to look for a Yuri Perez, it was already at 50. And now, like you said, it just continues to go down. He, he's going to be the hot commodity we're going to be hearing about for a few weeks here. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll have a bad start sooner than later because guys guys always have a bad start. But, you know, he's he's a dude. He's a good pitcher. Yeah. How about the rest of the uh, futures awards market? Any anything you're tracking here? Any movement over the weekend? Yeah, there's a home run future I like. I haven't haven't played a bunch of home run futures, but uh, Pete Alonso's the favorite there. He's got 13 home runs. Brent Rooker on uh, on the Oakland A's. He's 100 to one. He's got 11 home runs. He's got 11 home runs, 117 at bats. Alonso's got 13 and 151. Patrick Wisdom. He has uh, 12 and 121, and Max Muncy's got 12 and 120. I don't think Brett Rooker is much worse than Max Muncy or Patrick Wisdom. Like when it comes to raw power, he's he's up there with with all the other dudes at MLB. So it's it's not like you know he doesn't have the power, but but a lot of times, especially in the home run market, you're looking for guys who have the most opportunity. And some of these other names like Max Muncy, uh, Matt Olson, Aaron Judge, he's been hurt a little bit. Uh, Rafael Devers, a lot of these guys like. I think they get more respect as, as hitters. Whereas like no offense to Brent Rooker, but when you're facing a team that has nine wins, you know, the A's have nine wins so far. I think a lot of times teams play down to, to the A's cause you, you, you know, you just don't care as much. Yeah. Like, there's nothing exciting about beating the Oakland A's, you know, like, and if you lose to them, whatever they're the oakland hayes like you beat them next time so so i kind of like I, I think teams don't don't necessarily give it their all like they would a primetime game on espn versus versus the a's um so like but it goes for pitchers too so a guy like brett rooker you might see some pitches that other guys like pete alonzo probably gets more respect Yes, yeah. it's the Mets and, and it's a more competitive game. But, but on the A's, Rooker, he might get a little less respect. And he's 100 to 1 at, at Superbook at the Westgate. So I like that. I like that a lot. You know, 100 to 1, guy's two back, power hitter. He's 28. So he's like, doesn't have a huge track record. He does, like, he, he is power. Like, he, he's well known for the power. Like, obviously, you look at scouting, like, the power stands out. Um, but he just didn't have the opportunity. And, he has the opportunity in Oakland, so I like that a lot. Um, let me go over the MVP, AL MVP, um, Westgate. Just just talking about Westgate again real quick. They're not even putting the AL MVP market up anymore. They think Otani basically wins it if he stays healthy. And that's that's not me speculating that they're taking down the market. That's them telling me they, they, they took down the market. Um, so like right now they have the NL MVP up and they're a little more opinionated on uh, Acuna. They got a minus 120. Still get them like plus 165 at uh FanDuel, which kind of interests me. I don't have access to FanDuel right now. Hopefully I will at the end of the week. Um, if prices are still where they are, no guarantee they will be, but like Acuna plus 165, Otani plus 105 for MVP. 
parlay pays four plus four four three, so uh, four forty-three. Um, almost four and a half to one. It's like not super exciting, you know. Like, like I don't want to necessarily lock up my money until November to get four to one. But you know, when you look at the market and you see Acuna is the heavy favorite, and and go through the stats, he's obviously the the front runner for. Uh, for MVP in, in the NL, and then you see Otani is uh, is there in the AL. It's tough to see like who else is going to beat them. Like you know, I like my Rosarena position. I like I liked to see that that Westgate had a much shorter before they took him off the board. But um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like I throw this to the audience to ask who they think is really the the guys. For the, the MVP, like I look through everything, and I see, I mean, obviously Otani up top, and then you got like Matt Chapman, even Marcus Semyon on the the Rangers. If you think the Rangers, you know, are, are going to make the playoffs, potentially win the division, I was focusing on on uh, Corey Seager, but maybe Marcus Semyon's guy. His numbers are pretty good. Uh, Matt Chapman, who I mentioned, putting up monster numbers on a third place team right now, and. There's the Rays, there's Rosarena, Wander Franco. You can put them head to head. It's uh hard to decide which uh which guy's better. Um, you know, if you just kind of put their stats, baseball card stats together. So, you know, it's it's a fun, fun sort of exercise to think about who would win who would win this market if Shohei Otani gets injured or doesn't exist or gets traded. But you know, as far as I could tell, it's Otani versus the field at this point there. And like I said, in, in NL, it's Acuna. Um, but you know what is interesting? If you look at who leads the uh, National League in walks, it's uh, Juan Soto. Excuse me. Who leads Major League Baseball in walks is Juan Soto. You haven't heard much about him this year. He's only batting 255, seven home runs. But 75% of the season left, you know, already leading MLB in home runs. We know he has an elite eye. If the power picks up, you know, you're going to think that like 16 to one is, is an incredible price. Um, myself, I might wait a little bit longer and see if it drifts out, but mm-hmm. uh, Juan Soto, like you look Fernando Tatis is 11 to one at FanDuel. Soto's 16 to one. That's backwards. You know, like yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Like I've, I've laid out a case why Tatis <laughs> is not winning multiple times. He shouldn't be. Uh, the 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 favorite on his own team it should be Juan Soto so I think those numbers are worth kind of paying more attention to Soto being um, you know uh, lower much lower there than he should or much higher than he should I guess um, and then another kind of thing when you can take a sharper book like like Westgate and they got Mookie Betts seven to one uh, Mookie Betts is fourteen to one at FanDuel so you're literally getting double the price if you like Mookie Betts. Um, sort of just a reminder why it's important to shop around. Like you could literally get double the price on one of these guys um, just by, you know, having an account at multiple places. So yep, it's kind of important. And then, uh, you know, we get into the, the Cy Young, the, the Westgate, they had um, McClanahan on, uh, on the raise down to like two and a half to one last week kind of ahead of the market and more in line with the, the Tom Tango project projections that said he's the favorite. Um, everyone else was at like six to one Westgate was at like two and a half. 
think markets settled around four or so. Uh, McClanahan pitched five shutout innings against the Yankees and gave up two two-run home runs. Um, that was his first blemish of the season. But if you look at the uh, the advanced numbers and and kind of like you know go through them and see what what the surprises are, I was really surprised when I looked at Minnesota. And Minnesota has Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, and Pablo Lopez. With uh, Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan both really high in all of the sort of advanced numbers for for Cy Young, I was shocked to see that actually. Like, what's going on in Minnesota? I need to pay more attention to their starting pitchers and what they're doing because they're they're throwing out some some really impressive dudes right now. Um, warrants more more attention. I don't think. I don't think they're going to win like in the long run the the top three in the, the, the American league Cy Young bar an injury still Cole McClanahan and Shohei Otani, but the Minnesota dudes by the numbers are right there with them. And so is uh, Eduardo Rodriguez in uh, Detroit until he kind of takes a step back. He is really, really high, uh, high up there. <clears throat> the uh, NL, no surprise up top, still Strider, Gallon, kind of competing. Strider's got the strikeouts, Gallon, kind of the the complete body of work. But but both of them, you know, deserve it early front runners. The uh, the next two guys on the list, the teammates, you got, got Clayton Kershaw doing some big things. And then you got Julio Urias, who just doesn't get any respect. You know, he has a couple bad starts, and he was twenty five to one. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Seven innings, one hit, one earned run versus the Phillies, 10 strikeouts, one walk, uh, 5.2 innings versus San Diego, eight hits, two earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. His last start this weekend versus San Diego, seven innings, three hits, two earned runs, zero walks, four strikeouts. Season ERA is three, six, one. Um, you know, it's like kind of okay. How, how, you know, he can, he can obviously be better. He can have more strikeouts. He can, you know, he can, uh, win, you know, he can, uh, I mean, what else could he do? Have more strikeouts. He could give up slightly less runs, I guess. I mean, one earned run, two earned runs, two earned runs, your last three starts. It's not much else you can do. But, uh, if he keeps it up, he should be easily in the top three or four again. Kershaw, it's so hard because if he's healthy, he's, he's just got that name yeah. recognition that might push him ahead, but I don't know. Um, it's too early for me to just say Strider gallon is going to run away with it. Um, but it's also too early for me to really get excited about Kershaw. And then there's like Mitch Keller and uh, Justin Steele. Do you really believe in either of those guys? Like personally, I'm not buying either of those. I'm sure there's someone somewhere that's got a Mitch Keller ticket at 100 to one or 200 to one or 300 to one that's that's you know really excited right now and you totally should be you know absolutely should be but you know am I really buying Mitch Keller Cy Young now not not at all yeah um, so that'll be interesting but 25% of the season so we're you know we're starting to see numbers firm up a little bit the yeah, uh, the American League got the the rookie of the year. It's pretty exciting. Kind of both of these races, pretty exciting early. The early war leaders for uh, the American League got uh, 
Anthony, Vol- Anthony Volpe and Hunter Brown tied at 1.1 war. Brown's 14 to 1. Volpe is 9.5 to 1 at FanDuel. Bryce Miller, 8.5 to 1. Josh Young. Did we ever find out is it Josh Young or Josh Jung? I do not know. Um, yeah, so Texas third baseman Josh, J U N G. Um, spell, spelling to be determined or uh, pronunciation to be determined, uh, yeah. seven and a half to one. And then Masataki Yoshida, uh, plus 135. You know, like Yoshida's kind of winning it just by being the best. Uh, Bryce Miller, though, he's uh, he's really doing some things. You know, three three starts. He's gone six plus innings and uh, three hits or fewer in all three of them. So uh, third pitcher since... 1901 to do that the last two being eduardo rodriguez in 2015 and jeremy hellickson in 2010 um jeremy hellickson actually did win the the rookie of the year that year um although actually he might have been the 2011 rookie of the year so it might have been a weird thing where he did these three games the season before anyway um but he was a rookie of the year so bryce miller does have that going for him Still, you're not going to convince me that that we're going to be betting any pitchers at, you know, eight and a half to one this early in the season. No, sir. Um, not for me. Uh, Chris, my friend Chris, Las Vegas Chris, was was trying to convince me this weekend. Uh, Esturi is, I don't even know if you say that name right. Uh, Ruiz, the leadoff hitter for the Oakland A's, is worth a bet at 50 to one. He's leading MLB in stolen bases. He's batting 270. He's got 10 less hits than Ronald Acuna, 44 to 54, two less doubles, uh, 10 to 12, three less RBIs. I don't have the RBI numbers in front of me, but trust me, it's three difference. Um, That's about where the comparisons stop, though. Um, Ronald Acuna better just about everywhere else. A's have nine wins. Hard for me to see the Riders rewarding a player on the A's, but you know, 50 to one, when I look at the sort of the, 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 the makeup of the, the front runners, it is compelling. Like there's, there's a lot of big and, and interesting names in the American league this year, but can't say that the 50 to one is not compelling. Um, just not very exciting to me betting on a guy on the worst team Yeah, it, and it, trying to hope you're hoping for a lot of shit. Yeah, it's hard so, to it's hard to envision an A's player being recognized, like you mentioned. Yeah. I mean maybe and that's the thing, their offense is good. Like their offense is is well, I don't want to say good, their offense is fine. But nobody's gonna give them any respect. Yeah. So not getting my money, but but I thought about it. I I, I certainly thought about it. Anyone else and, you thought about? Yeah, well, so the National League, I think, is even more interesting. I think it's wide open right now. Um, the market seems to think Outman and Carroll are favorites, and deservedly, Carroll especially deserves to be, like, two to one. But price-wise, like, like let's just, just like, drill down the numbers, and you can do it yourself. Just just look at the splits month by month. They're trailing 15, 15 days or 30 days, but... Outman, he had a hot April, very hot April, one rookie of the month. So far, he's got 15 strikeouts, 39 at bats in uh, in May. 
<clears throat> average OBP slugging down across the board, only one home run so far last 15 days after hitting six in April. Corbin Carroll, similar situation after an April where he had 28 hits and 19 runs in 90 at-bats with four home runs, um, 10 stolen bases uh, with the 311 average. In May, Corbin Carroll has six hits, four runs, one home run, zero stolen bases. So 10 stolen bases to zero, batting 182, um, numbers down across the board. Obviously, there was some injury stuff there, but the the 10 to zero stolen bases is a huge red flag because he was on pace to smash stolen bases. And yeah, so you got to keep an eye on that. But when you look at the numbers and you see they're not doing anything and then you see Brent, Brent Batty is like 11 to one. He's not doing much of anything. He's batting like 240 with two home runs, um, slugging 360. Not not going to get that. You know, it's not going to win you rookie of the year. So if you kind of look at the, the guys up top and say that they're not doing anything to run away with this, then all of a sudden you look at like Miguel Vargas, 25 to one, Yuri, 35 to one, Jordan Walker, 50 to one. Like, obviously that's going to get some of my attention. Cause I liked him at 14 to one. I still think he's coming back. I still think it's early enough to make an impact. Matt McLean, 50 to one. Um, Ellie, Ellie's 55. I think you can get a better number if you wait. Um, but this is wide open. If yeah. Carol's not doing anything, if Outman's not doing anything, somebody's got to win this award. Um, if you shop around, I'm just using the, the FanDuel numbers, but uh, all these books have, have slightly different numbers. A guy will be 30 to 1, will be 50 to 1, etc. You can uh, You can build some pretty solid positions right now. Um, so there's, there's a lot to like in the national league right now. Yeah. I mean, this, like we said, this is where you can hunt for that value. This is where you can find those numbers that you're going to be really thankful you got come November. Anyone else that you want to hit on anything else you want to talk about before we head out? Yeah. The, uh, like the Braves Rangers today, the Braves coming off the, uh, getting swept in Toronto. Now they're going to Texas Rangers. They get off a uh, 10 day, 10 day plus road trip, three city road trip coming home, um, facing the Braves. Somebody, somebody's got to get a win here today. It's a nice spot for the Braves to kind of get back on track after a bad weekend. And it's a nice spot for the Rangers to uh, kind of show that they can beat a good team again. So something's got to give. I bet the, uh, I bet the Braves today. I laid like 132. Little worried I'm going up against this uh this guy Bradford making his uh major league best first start tonight. Um you look at his numbers, the minor league numbers, got a 0.91 ERA and uh 37 to 13 strikeout to walk ratio across uh 39 innings, 39.2 innings this season at triple A round rock. So uh, that's that's good. That's very yeah. good. Let's see what he can do against Ronald Acuna tonight and Matt Olson and Austin Riley, which is slightly better than Oklahoma City Dodgers. But yeah, um, yeah, that's that'll that's gonna be a good game. That's gonna have my attention. It's got my money. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for this week. Got a got a lot of baseball. You know, like once you get the season underway, it just really starts snowballing. And 25 percent of the way in, it's, it's nice, 
nice kind of have some some numbers to start firming up and you know we'll see who who starts separating themselves now yep we are getting into the thick of it you know we'll be back here this weekend breaking down the weekend slate and talking about how some of these numbers have moved yet again but for now that is going to do it for us here on deep left as always follow jason at spreadopedia on twitter and of course Check out unabated.com. Head on over. Get yourself signed up for a trial today. If you're not already a member, join the Discord in the link below. Get access to one of the best communities in betting. And as always, check out the unabated MLB pl player prop simulator tools that we have. We have plenty more stuff coming live every week now. It's been a fantastic summer here, and it's only going to get better as we get into it. But for now... I don't know if they're going to let me put this headset on again, but if they do, we will see you next episode.